Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Today's episode of Wine and Dime is sponsored by Rooted Planning Group, a fee-only financial planning firm that believes life is about events, supported by your dollars and cents. And we want to help you achieve your goals. Hop on over to www.rootedpg.com to learn more about the services. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Hello, podcast listeners. Happy New Year. Amy Irvine here, and I am doing this podcast solo today. We are going to be talking about a new legislation that was passed over the holiday weekend weeks, I guess you want to say. Uh, December 23rd, Congress passed the Consolidated Appropriation Act of 2023 which included the SECURE Act 2.0. It's part of the omnibus spending bill that took place to keep the government up and running. So they threw a bunch of stuff in there. It certainly made for some good reading over the holiday weekend. Haha, <laughs> I laugh, right? And I actually did a summary of this in our newsletter, in the Rooted Planning Group newsletter, the first week of the year. But I know not everybody has the time to read through pages of a summary. So I thought I would break this up uh, into a couple different segments for you guys to be able to more easily digest and kind of feel out how it might be helpful to you or if not to you, maybe to a family member. So if you want to follow along with the actual summary that I did, I'm going to put it in the show notes. But like I said, you know, I know some of you don't have time to necessarily read and you're listening to this while you're out for a run or in your car or something like that. So we thought it would be nice to do it both ways. So let me dive right in and talk about one of the major changes that happen with regards to to what's called required minimum distributions or RMDs, you'll hear us call it. You also might hear them call MRDs because, you know, we love our abbreviations, right? If you were born prior to 1951, there's actually no impact to you under SECURE Act 2.0 whatsoever. You're still going to have to take your required minimum distributions. There's no changes to that regulation whatsoever or no changes to that process whatsoever, that means that you would have been um, 
probably turning 72 this year. So um, oh, I say there's no changes. There actually is one that I'll talk about in just a moment. But but basically, there's no impact. If you were born um, prior between 1951, so you're turning 71, 72 this year, turning 72 this year, so 1951 to 1959, then your required minimum distribution age is now 73. So if you do the math, like, okay, well, what happened to 72? 72 is actually a waiver year, I guess you want to say. So it's really those turning, the way the regulation is written is those turning 73 between 2023 and 2032. So again, do the math. Like if you're turning, if you were born in 1951, you're probably turning 72 if you do the math, right? So that means you wouldn't have to take the distribution until next year. And then if you were born after 1960, then your required minimum distribution changes to age 75. But that doesn't happen, of course, until, according to the legislation, 2033. Again, the math I know doesn't exactly work, but I'm just reporting on the regulations and the information. So the exciting news is if you were supposed to start your required minimum distributions this year, you basically get a pass. If you aren't that age, but you have a family member turning that age, you might want to let them know that they should investigate that and see if that's something that they would be able to um, defer altogether. And uh, the rules still about the April 1st of the following year still apply. So let's say that you are going to turn 73 next year. So now you have to take your required minimum distribution in 2024. You technically have until April 1st of 2025 to take that first distribution, but that means you have to take two distributions in 2025 because you have to take your first distribution and you have to take your second distribution in 2025. So typically we don't like to do that unless there's some tax reason that that might make sense. But those are the new regulations. Now, if you by chance miss a required minimum distribution, there's actually a new regulation about that. Because in the past, if you missed a required minimum distribution, then you paid a penalty of 50% of of what you were supposed to take as far so like let's say your required minimum distribution was twenty thousand dollars, then you actually had a penalty of ten thousand dollars. Now the IRS was fairly good about if you go ahead and take that distribution and show that you take the distribution, they were fairly good about waiving the penalty as a general rule, as long as you aren't a repeat offender type thing. But um that that regulation has actually changed and so now, and you can still request a waiver uh, going forward, but they have changed those rules and regulations so that it's not as stiff of a fine, I guess you want to say, if you by chance forget uh, to to take the regulation or take the distribution in the future. And again, that it's pretty rare that people forget to take that. But where we see that happen the most 
is if you transfer, let's say you change investment managers and you transfer the account from one manager to another manager, then we have seen where it where it gets missed accidentally. And so then what happens is um, on the 5498, the new provider says either like not determined, but the old provider has to show some information and, and the um, you could you could end up having to pay a penalty. Again, that is probably one of the most common or if you get ill or something along those lines and just forget to take the distribution, that's where we commonly see that it, it got missed. Going forward, what the regulations are saying with regards to required minimum distributions, if you if you happen to uh, miss one, is that the penalty is going to be uh, 25% versus the 50%. So let me kind of walk you through that and then we'll move on. But I just want to make sure for those and I don't certainly don't expect you to remember all of this. You know, that's one of those things that it's like, I know I heard something about it, but I don't really recall what it is. So if you miss your required minimum distribution going forward, then the penalty, as I mentioned, is reduced for 25%. And that is effective in 2023, by the way. And then you could further get it reduced to 10% if it's fixed during the correction window. And the correction window begins on the date the tax is imposed and ends on the earliest either of when the notice deficiency is mailed to the taxpayer, when the tax is assessed, or the latest day of the second year after the tax is imposed. So again, we would encourage people, if you do miss it, to reach out. Be proactive about it. Ask if they'll waive it. Um, you know, tell them that you're self-correcting that that kind of thing. All right. So that's all I'm going to talk about with regards to required distributions and some of the changes there. One thing that hasn't changed with regards to distributions from retirement accounts uh, is what's called qualified charitable distributions. But before we go there, I would like to mention, uh, I, you know, for my wine listeners as part of the Wine and Dime podcast, I would like to mention a winery that Brent and I visited when we were out in Oregon called Pudding River Wine Cellars. Um, great little winery, loved the setting, loved the tasting accomp- uh, accompaniments that came with it, loved the owners, loved the wine. They have everything from you know white to dark red. They had an amazing Syrah and Malbec, which as you all know, I, I love as well. Uh, they are They definitely have their Pinot Noir. That region is known for that. But I was just... I was um, really pleasantly surprised by their Malbec and their Syrah. It was very delightful. If you are looking for some unique wines that are outside the the norm of the Willamette Valley region, you know, go out to their website, check them out. Uh, we did um, become club members, of course, but um, I'm looking forward to getting some new wines from them relatively soon, and we'll let you know if I've tried something different. The one thing that I, if you are a Chardonnay drinker, one of their wines was a barrel Chardonnay and it was just delicious. Uh, if you like that kind of buttery, oaky flavor, um, knocked my socks off. And again, not something that I would have expected from 
the, the Willamette Valley region, um, but they did a great job and their sparkling Pinot Noir Rosé was delightful as well. So back to, oh, and I forgot about their Cuvée Blanc. Um, I have to mention that one that gets top rankings in my book too, especially for a white because I'm not, you know, a huge white fan. Anyway, fast forward to um, back to the conversation around qualified charitable distributions. You can still take qualified charitable distributions at age 70 and a half. I know that doesn't meet the same ages as the uh, required minimum distributions, but they, the regulations did not change when it comes to what the age is that you can start taking qualified charitable distributions. So if you or a family member are over or going to be over 70 and a half, you can still take regardless of when you are supposed to take required minimum distributions, you can still do qualified charitable distributions at age 70 and a half. There was no change to that feature. That's written in the regulations that way, 70 and a half, that did not change. However, in 2024, the maximum amount will be indexed for inflation. So that is something that you know we want people to be aware of. And the other thing that we were going to share is the fact that there are some significant changes, complex uh, significant changes when it comes to QCDs going forward that are surrounding other types of, um, I would say, techniques that can be used. Uh, I, I almost want to dedicate a whole show to that kind of thing because when we start talking about about the complexities of QCDs and we start talking about things like charitable remainder unit trusts or charitable remainder annuity trust or charitable gift annuity trust. There are that, like I said, is a whole show just describing what they are and then how you can use your qualified charitable distribution to actually fund those kinds of uh, vehicles. So that's it on the required minimum distributions under the Secure Act 2.0. We hope very much that you've enjoyed this show and thank you for sticking in there as we walk through the different parts of it. This is part one of the, the Secure Act. And if you have any questions, comments, or anything that you'd like us to share with you, please let us know. We thank you again for listening to the show today. We hope you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would share it with your friends, rate us on iTunes so that more people can find us. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. Don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.